If you have to tell someone they're going to die soon, it's a good idea to buy them a whiskey first. That way they can drink it or throw it in your face and feel a tiny bit better either way. It's only polite. Buck Foy thought about throwing his dram at me. His hand drew back, ready to strike. But he reconsidered and tossed it down his throat instead. It was getting on toward bedtime on a Sunday night. It might help him to sleep. How long have you known this was going to happen? The hobgoblin demanded. He had a new waistcoat on, a subtle black on black pattern that amused me. He would never admit it, but I think he was either trying to impress my manager, Nadia, or else he was impressed by her and emulating her fashion philosophy that all colors were excellent so long as they were black. The stated reason for wearing it, however, was that he needed to wear something appropriate to the Glasgow necropolis, since we had gone there for a nice gothic sulk that morning while the organ droned in the nearby cathedral. It was a thirty-seven-acre city of the dead set upon a hill, populated by solemn mausoleums and weathered markers commemorating the lives of Victorian well-to-dos and the gravitas it exuded did tend to make one feel that at least a nod to formality was required. Without walking it myself, I taught him the winding steps of the old way, hidden in the grass between the graves, which would let him go to Tiernanog if he ever found it necessary. He already knew the steps to the old way in Kelvin Grove, but not to this one, or the one in Virginia Court. I replied to him via my text-to-speech app, the good one on my laptop, which at least sounded Scottish, albeit from Edinburgh instead of Glasgow. Bray told me about the curse shortly after you signed up to be in my service. We had more pressing matters to attend to at the time. A goddess trying to kill us and an utterly madman-eating leprechaun and all that. So I waited just a wee bit. The hobgoblin teleported himself up to the kitchen island next to my laptop and waggled a pink finger in my face. It was only about two feet tall, so he liked to stand on the counter and look down at me instead of up when he had an important point to make. That was a couple of months ago, old man. Aye, but I also wanted you to enjoy bottling and distributing Buck Foy's best boosted spirits. A nice, soft time a short span of happiness to enjoy and remember before I laid any more stress on you. Wasn't that nice, giving away all that whiskey to the fake court? Aye, <laughs> it was a good laugh. His expression relaxed for a moment, recalling it. Two hundred bottles of ten-year-old whiskey made from an honestly stolen barrel from the Highlands given for free to the fairies and the two de Danny themselves. Did you know, Mate Varish, they composed songs in my honour on the spot. I mean, half of it was howled because my whiskey kicked off an epic drunken orgy, but still... They sang me songs. Eh? I'm no culture hero yet, you know. But not like Holger Thunderput, but 
it was quality all the same. And I think I have a legitimate shot at achieving that rare status someday, if only I don't die first. He practically shouted the last two words, and I received a few wayward flicks of manic spittle. I cringed a little more than I might have a few years ago. Echoes of the coronavirus pandemic bore heavily on everyone's psyche, though hobgoblins were not known to transmit viruses to humans.